0: For neighborhood fun and great pizza, stop by at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal Street in South City, St. Louis. It's just a block away from the Anheuser-Busch Brewery at the corner of Arsenal and Lim. Check out either their original hand-tossed pizzas, which are baked with mozzarella, parmigiana, and Mediterranean oregano or their thick crust Sicilian pizzas baked in olive oil along with Sicilian tomato filet sauce and Mediterranean oregano. They also have panini sandwiches, soups, and salads that can go along with your meal. You can also stop in for their brunch every Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Cafe Piazza also brings fun to the neighborhood next door with the Benton Parkade, an entertaining spot filled with pool tables, arcade games, darts, and more. So head on over to Cafe Piazza and the Benton Parkade, Located at 1900 Arsenal Street at the corner of Arsenal and Limp. Open Monday to Thursday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday from 11 a.m. to midnight, Saturday from 10 a.m. to midnight, and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m.
1: This is Leslie
2: Trice with Legacy Title and Escrow. We are a full service title company. If you need anything in your title service world, give me a call 314 380 8600. We go above and beyond by design at Legacy Title.
1: Hey, this is Shanika Benson with A-List Realtors. We are a full service real estate company. We are here to help you buy, sell, even purchase your first investment property. We're here to make home ownership easy and affordable and educate you on everything you need to know about real estate. When it comes to needing a realtor, I'm your girl. 314-565-9738. If it's about real estate, I'm woke. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You listen to the In the Zone Network, baby.
2: Uh, City to city, state to state, worldwide. You listen to the In the Zone Network, Palmer Alexander the living legend k-i-l one netlin kibber kiss still kills joining me in studio is our nba resident josh price of the price check man i love saying that shit man
3: hey man it got a nice <laughs> ring to it, it just, <laughs> i can i can hear that on the loop all day long man <laughs>
2: hey so uh listen brother we just got done wrapping up interviews with Larry Hughes, yes, and and first of all, uh, I want to ask you, what was your thoughts about uh, your interview with Larry Hughes?
3: Um, I really just appreciate Larry being as open as he was, man. Um, you know, so many times you see a lot of whether it be former players, former analysts, former coaches, whoever, uh, when they come and do, you know, interviews and stuff, they play stuff a little close to the vets. Larry was open. He put everything out on the table. It wasn't anything that we couldn't ask him. Um, he gave us real thoughtful, honest responses to everything, man. So definitely appreciate him showing us that love. Because I mean, he could have, you know, he could have played the Hollywood if he wanted to. He chose <laughs> not to. So we appreciate it.
2: And you know something from from um, my end? What was so cool was to be able to um, share some stories that yeah. that like like going back to '96, right? You know what I'm saying? That, that I wanted to share with him. You know what I'm saying? And it was just it was just so dope. But I think one of my favorite parts, I think, was just talking about when he played at Sloop. because, again, I mean, um, me watching Monroe Douglas and, and Anthony Bonner and Rolling. Gray and all three of them, I felt should have went in the NBA. All three of them. Yeah, Come I
3: on. mean, they—that's back they had <laughs> the ballers, baby. Like that—that that was a, a real, you know, real golden time, especially college basketball, because that's when you really had to be in school outside of Larry's case for you know two, three, and four years to really get your name up and get that recognition to go to the league. And so, uh, it was really interesting hearing that, and then even from the NBA perspective. Uh, getting the perspective of somebody who has played on a number of different teams and a number of different you know stages of you know of growth for those franchises, right? So he comes into the league with Philly. They're not quite at a championship level, but they're trying to get there. They got a star that they want to build around. They're trying to find the pieces. Does it work? Does it not work? You know, he said it himself, he kind of butted heads with Larry Brown because of those types of things. He goes and moves on to Golden State. It's a rebuilding team. You know, at that point, you're happy that you get an opportunity to get the ball in your hands to, you know, be able to learn from your own mistakes. But at the same time, you're not happy with, with the outcome of the games every night. Then being able to go to Washington and Cleveland and get some actual playoff experience, Cleveland, you go to the finals. Um, being able to, you know, be open about those different stages and those different cities that you played in, that was something that I could appreciate
2: also. And the thing, too, is. You look at a guy, he's from St. Louis, born and raised, but he played with Michael, yes. and he's played with LeBron, and he played against Kobe in his prime. Yeah. And he's played against Tim Duncan and so many great players. You know, and to, to do it and to play 14 years professionally. You already know that is such an, a great accomplishment.
3: Oh, yeah. Like, anytime you make it, you know, I my perspective, you play 10 years or more in the league, you've accomplished something. You don't make it double-digit years in any profession if you're not at least halfway good at your job. So the fact that you can make that type of career for yourself and sustain that, uh, nobody can ever take that away from him. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> like you said, being able to play with a lot of those greats, play against a lot of those great players. Uh, I know he's even got probably stories that, that we didn't get time to, to get to. <laughs> so uh, just thinking through some of the things that he was able to enlighten us with, man, it was definitely a, a, a good experience and looking forward to getting some, you know, more formal players on the show.
2: Absolutely. And shot out again to Larry Hughes coming yes, on sir. the show and, you know, kicking it with us in that full interview. Both our interviews will be dropping real soon. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Only, only, only on the real In The Zone Network as we're going city to city, state to state, worldwide. You'll listen to the In The Zone Network. We're doing our NBA thing. We like to do it, you know, with the NBA insider Josh Price. So let's get down to business. the finals. So we, we didn't get well we, we was texting and hitting each other up, you yep. know, watching the finals or uh, whatnot. So what do you think will be the, the be the aftermath of, of Milwaukee winning the the finals and, and everything that's happening with, with K D and, and and uh not not with K D but with Kyrie and then you have the the, the issue for Ben Simmons in, in, in Philadelphia.
3: Well so with Milwaukee I think it's real simple man like a lot of a lot of people try to take or, or discredit that championship because they you know they didn't get a full Brooklyn team or a fully healthy Brooklyn team you know Kyrie got hurt in the middle of that series James Harden was coming you know trying to play through an injury coming back in that series Giannis got hurt and and injured himself in a way in the following series where most people wouldn't have come back not only did he come back, he came back and gained one of the finals. And for that entire series, gave us numbers that basically were the equivalent to a prime Shaquille O'Neal. It's not easy to do. Um, and I think we got to be a little bit more mindful of the growth that Giannis has actually taken without discrediting him for, you know, not shooting the jumpers or not being able to consistently hit the jumpers, which if you've been watching in preseason, he's actually been... He's not only been taking those jumpers, but he's been pulling them with confidence and knocking them down. So let uh let us not be uh (coughs) what is it? Be careful what you wish for. The league might want to be on watch out for that because if he adds that to his game, it it was already a canceled Christmas after the fifty you know the fifty piece that he gave us to close out the finals, but. Now, if he's doing the jump shot thing, it's it's a wrap.
2: Because you, if you think about the way that he handles the basketball and you think about Dirk Nowitzki, the only thing that Dirk Nowitzki didn't have, he didn't have any gears. He had one gear that was slow. Yeah, that's it. Giannis can 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 do the transition threes. He can do anything. If, if he had that one element to his
3: game, Watch out! Yeah, Giannis is one of the few players in the league that not only can be a Ferrari, but he can also be an F one hundred and fifty. He got, he got, he got the motor. He got the horsepower. He got it all. So, um, if he's able to add that little bit of finesse, that touch, where you know he's pulling up from mid range, he's pulling up with confidence from three point. It, it's a wrap. But um, I, I also want to touch on. I know you mentioned the Nets, and you also mentioned Philly. The Nets. I would be careful. The rest of the world, everybody's writing them into the finals. Everybody's crowning them, Thank you. crowning them the kings Thank of the East. I still believe, especially now having that monkey off of his back, winning the championship, being able to get over the hump and get to the finals. Giannis is going to have a lot more to say about them getting to the finals than most people would think. Everybody's just kind of writing in Brooklyn. I want to, I want to pump the bucks on that one.
2: And here's the thing too that. I just was in the minority. I was never going to buy Brooklyn being a championship team because you have two guys in in James Harden and Irving who can be erratic and especially sporadic at times. And Harden has a has a real bad track record in postseason play. He always has. Mm -hmm. And Kyrie, uh, you know, with the exception of what he did, I think, what is it? Uh, is the 2015? Was it 2016. 20, finals, and the twenty six yep. finals. I mean, when, when he just absolutely owns Steph Curry. I mean, outside of that, we haven't seen anything remarkably close. And I don't really think this guy has even played 70 games yet. So, I don't know how people are always penciling them into the finals, When they can't even stay together for an extended period of time.
3: Well, what I I will say, though, Kyrie has always kind of been up and down in terms of the injuries. James Harden definitely has, you know, him and Paul George have kind of the last few years been the poster poster children of, you know, get you through the regular season but not quite show up when you need them in the playoffs, right? But... I think if there's one thing that Brooklyn has in their favor when it comes to Kyrie and James Harden, you have Kevin Durant to be everything that you're not able to be when it comes to, you know, last four, last five minutes of the game when you need a bucket, when you need a go-to guy. Kevin Durant can do that in his sleep. So now James Harden, yes, you can continue to put up the numbers that you used to, but you don't have to be that person Carrying a burden of okay when it's all Said and done you have to be the one to make and Create everything and so You know even now you have Kyrie who you know is going through the whole Vaccine mandate pushback and You know Definitely his choice and how he Wants to handle that Uh, but Personally and again I don't have No insider info on this I'm not Reporting nothing I'm just saying from my own personal Opinion outside looking in I think The Nets would rather have it this way if all you have to worry about is keeping James Harden and Kevin Durant happy, it's a lot easier than trying to factor Kyrie into that.
2: Facts. I mean, I, I, I totally believe that. I mean, uh, there's still a very tough team to deal with. I mean, Blake Griffin, I believe, is returning, and and I think he has definitely has something to prove, but I think the team that you may have to look out for may, maybe be the Miami Heat again. I think with the addition of of having Kyle Lowry, and I think that's the one thing maybe the Heat has probably lacked. And you know, you get Oladipo back at, at some point during the season. Bam has got even better. Maybe the window starting to close a little bit on Jimmy Butler, but I think the addition of Kyle Lowry makes them a a a legitimate threat now in the in the East, and maybe that team that kind of wiggles up in there. While while the Nets and maybe the seven and six try to figure some things out.
3: Yeah, so I think the thing with the Heat, I think their whole their whole mission this season just needs to be get to the playoffs healthy. They can be the seventh seed, they can be the fifth seed, they can be the third seed. Doesn't matter, they're built for playoff basketball. And so, you know, you keep Kyle Lowry healthy. Hopefully he doesn't, you know, kind of fall off that cliff where we see point guards around this age, you know, Hit that point, but I think if he's healthy, you have Jimmy Butler able to, you know, spread around some of those ball handling duties, and you get an improved season out of Tyler Hero, then you might be in business if you need.
2: That is the voice of Josh Price. He hosts the Price Check coming up next on the End of Zone Network. We're going city to city, state to state. We're talking NBA on the End of Zone Network. I'm so glad that you brought his name up. You must have been reading my mind. <laughs> you must have been reading my mind. So Tyler Hero is, is looking to really prove that his name should be in that conversation of, of some of the elite players. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Um, You know, he's really good, man. and He's a knockdown shooter, good secondary playmaker. Just had a down season last year. And I think, you know, coming off of how he played in the bubble uh, and just the turnaround, again, we saw it affect Miami just like we saw it affect the Lakers, just like we saw it affect, you know, the Nuggets and the Celtics teams that were in those latter stages of the bubble. Um, They just started to wear down with how much time they had to prepare between the end of one season and the beginning of next so um I think having a full offseason especially you know losing the first round of playoffs that also adds a little bit of a chip on your shoulder um and everything that I've seen this preseason scene coming out of you know training camp and all that with Tyler Hero uh the buzz around him is legit right now so I think if he can take that leap and, and start to be more consistent you give him, you know, that ability to be another score next to Jimmy Butler, next to Bam Adebayo. Uh, Miami got some on their hands.
2: So then, do, do would you would you buy a little stock into them? Probably being a
3: team that could probably be a little bit of a fly in the ointment. So I think, I mean, right now, if I look at it, the top three teams that I would project in the East would be Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Miami. Mm-hmm. I think Philly still has some soul searching to do. Um, you know the situation with them and Ben Simmons is like you know <laughs> if you've ever had a, a coworker put in his two weeks notice but then have to cancel it because he failed the background check at the next job. Mm-hmm. That's that's Ben Simmons' situation right now in Philly. He thought he was out of there, and it turns out, hey man, the teams <laughs> out you want to go to they don't need you.
2: Do you remember the the last segment we did? And re- remember I said something to you about questioning Doc Rivers? Yeah, I was like, I'm like, damn.
3: Am I wrong for for not having faith in Doc? (laughs) Well, and truth be told, everything kind of started to go downhill, the press conference, after they lose Game 7 against Atlanta. They asked Doc, do you think Ben is a point guard for a championship team? He said, I don't know. And at that point, there's no turning back. Embiid, same press conference, goes out there and said, you know, the game really shifted when... We had the chance to make that basket and we didn't basically, you know, in, in so many words, calling out your teammate, which not saying that Ben Simmons didn't need that or, did, you know, what his play was on the court at that time, that it didn't warrant that, but there's ways to do it. And we all knew at some point they were going to have to try to separate Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I think from Philly's perspective, they probably wish it would be happening under better terms where, Ben Simmons was playing a little bit better than what he was and while the relationship between the two were a little bit better. um, But I think they're also willing to just, you know, ride it out and see how it plays out because he is under contract for four years.
2: Do you – would you trade? For, would you trade for him uh, if
3: you was a GM? Oh, that's <laughs> that's a that's a little bit more tricky of a question than, than what it may stay, seem. Stay so for
2: the price check there. So, well, <laughs> well,
3: you know what? We might just do that. Play, play
2: I, GM, man.
3: I, I'll put my GM hat on, but but for right now, just if I'm like some of the teams that have been in, rumored to go after him, like let's say the Kings, the Cavaliers, those types of teams where. I know I'm not getting a star in free agency. I'm doing everything I can. There's nobody that can't be moved to go get Ben Simmons. What do you
2: think about the Bulls?
3: I wouldn't do it now. After signing Lonzo, after trading for DeMar DeRozan, you can't do that now. Um, And I I actually like – I kind of like the Bulls as they are. I do too. I kind of like the Bulls as they are. I I don't know exactly how things are going to go for them in the Eastern Conference this year because I don't think they can defend. But I think they can go score 120 and night easy.
2: Yeah, it, to me it just seemed like it got one of the best young nucleus in in quite a while, and, and they might be able to get some things accomplished. Especially, I think with Demar Rose being the type of guy that loves to shoot the mid-range game, and then you got you know Lonzo Ball who who can stretch it out. Yep. I think I, said, I think it might be a great marriage, especially too with Zach Levine. Uh, with with the all around game now, I think that they got a shot at making some noise. I think they'll win. Yeah,
3: I mean, I, I can see them being noise. You know, anywhere in that like five to to eight seed mm-hmm. range. Um, like I said, the the defense gives me a little bit of pause, but um, you can you can catch odds right now for the for the betters out there, the people who like makes making those gambling wages. You can put odds on Lonzo Ball to be the most improved player. Okay. That's a, that's a an award and a bet I would have my eye on if I was out there as an NBA fan.
2: Was you surprised when, uh, was it LeAngelo Ball got, sat, he went down to the G League, were you surprised about that?
3: No, I think, um, you know, he had played with their Summer League team um, and LeAngelo actually looked good in, in Summer League, man, like he he's found some confidence about himself, you know the real question about him was like, can he defend he's a little bit undersized, but um, he's a player that plays with confidence and I think if you get him you know, playing with the G League team, being able to play and, and kind of get around his younger brother, um, I think that's a good environment for him, man. I think if you, you know, a lot of the noise before coming from LeVar and all that was a little bit more of a distraction than what it needed to be for for LiAngelo. Uh, but I, I think it's a good shot for him.
2: Well, I'm gonna ask you this question now. I already know the answer, but I'm gonna ask you. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you. In. I'm gonna ask you. Going to ask you, going to ask you anyway. We uh, a few a few moments ago, you mentioned something about stock. Are you gonna buy any Utah Jazz? Stock? No,
3: not <laughs> at all. The the look. If I if I had a a financial representative in the room right now, I I would humbly tell him, don't you dare put another. Another piece of Utah Jazz stock In front of me The answer is now And forever no because and, and this year specifically Because I think that that What we saw from the Clippers In the playoffs We might have solved The Rudy Gobert Defensive player of The year best defender On the floor Little narrative That was out there um, And they They still have questions To answer Like You're relying on Often injured Mike Conley at age what thirty four 35 yeah. um and then they extend them too they extended them, which you had to because you don't you didn't have the cap space nor the the reality of being able to replace him regardless of who you went after. um I think there's some real concern about whether Donovan Mitchell wants to be there long term too. so I, I, I again they might win they might win fifty five 56 games in the regular season. They won't get past the second round. Uh, I
2: haven't got a chance to see um, Westbrook yet with the uh, Lakers. Have you got a chance to check him out yet? I've
3: got a chance to watch. Um, he led the entire preseason in turnovers, which is okay. It's okay. Um, it'll be fine. Look, It's, it's going to look rocky, I guarantee you, for probably the first two, three weeks of the season. But if and when all three stay healthy – LeBron, Westbrook, and Anthony Davis would be something that everybody's going to want to see a lot of this season. 3-6-0, I saw the
2: yeah. Three six
3: zero. That's what they're rolling with this year. You know, LeBron is trying to go back to 6 from 23. Um, I personally think because he wants to look a little bit slimmer. He looks a little bit slimmer in the, in the single digit versus the double digit. But, you know, once you get old, you start looking for things like that, man. And LeBron is... LeBron is is getting he's getting up there, man. Well, he
2: well listen he he's he's definitely trying to fight father time, uh like Tom Brady is. Yeah, I mean, you, you're looking at Tom Brady and he's definitely playing his ass off, and you're looking at LeBron. So you're looking at two of the greatest athletes of all time.
3: Yeah, man. I think you know everybody. The the fun thing to do is to you know kind of take the shots at LeBron, which I get some of that stuff he brings on himself. But end of the day, I think if he's healthy again last year with healthy before he goes down with the ankle injury he's like the second or third MVP candidate and you know he's getting up there in age but he ain't showing no sl- signs of slowing down just yet so i will rather give him the benefit of the doubt and then see it and believe it later versus saying that he's about to fall off and be wrong about it
2: Alright Josh Price tell our listeners the best way to keep up
3: with you Alright man so uh, price check at price check pod on Twitter you also can find me at Illmatic underscore three on Twitter uh, I'm currently on Instagram as Illmatic three but we're going to be switching that personal page to a price check podcast page here very soon so um, you'll kind of see that as we get to you know promote not only this episode but the next price check episode as well as both of our larry hughes interviews you'll kind of see that change happen but until then you can still catch me at illmatic 3 on instagram as well all
2: right thank you so much man i can't wait to hear what you guys got going on all
3: right appreciate you brother
2: all right we're going city to city state to state worldwide you're listening to in the zone this is the network
1: realtors we are a full service real estate company we are here to help you buy sell even purchase your first investment property we're here to make home easy and affordable and educate you on everything you need to know about real estate when it comes to needing a realtor i'm your girl 314-565-9738 if it's about real estate i'm woke
0: for neighborhood fun and great pizza Stop by at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal Street in South City, St. Louis. It's just a block away from the Anheuser-Busch Brewery at the corner of Arsenal and Lim. Check out either their original hand-tossed pizzas, which are baked with mozzarella, parmigiana, and Mediterranean oregano, or their thick-crust Sicilian pizzas baked in olive oil along with Sicilian tomato filet sauce and Mediterranean oregano. They also have panini sandwiches, soups, and salads that can go along with your meal. You can also stop in for the brunch every Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Cafe Piazza also brings fun to the neighborhood next door with the Benton Parkade, an entertaining spot filled with pool tables, arcade games, darts, and more. So head on over to Cafe Piazza and the Benton Parkade, located at 1900 Arsenal Street at the corner of Arsenal and Lemp. Open Monday to Thursday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday from 11 a.m. to midnight, saturday from 10 a.m to midnight and sunday from 10 a.m to 9 p.m
2: this is leslie trice with legacy title and escrow we are a full service title company if you need anything in your title service world give me a call 314-380-8600 we go above and beyond by design at legacy title